All right, we're at Mark chapter 15, and we're going to look again at Pilate's mistake, his dramatic mistake that he made, and we're going to focus particularly on verse 15 and talk about, look at more detail of the dynamics that happened here because there's a really big life lesson here. What Pilate, Pilate experienced is a very common uh, trap in life. And we see it being played out here at the crucifixion of Jesus. And it uh, caused Pilate to make a terrible mistake in his position in the government in sentencing Jesus to be crucified. The dynamics that play out here are very common in the world and in our lives in human nature that cause many people to stumble and make mistakes. And so we're going to look at and talk about it in more detail here. Let's start reading verse 6. Now at the feast he was accustomed to releasing one prisoner to them, whomever they requested. And there was one named Barabbas who was chained with his fellow rebels. They had committed murder in the rebellion. Then the multitude, crying aloud, began to ask him to do just as he had always done for them. But Pilate answered them, saying, Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priest had handed him over because of envy. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd that they, that, so that he should rather release Barabbas to them. Pilate answered and said to them again, What then do you want me to do with him whom you call the king of the Jews? So they cried out again, Crucify him. Then Pilate said to them, Why, what evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, Crucify him. So Pilate, wanting to gratify the crowd, released Barabbas to them, and he delivered Jesus after he had scourged him to be crucified. Verse 15 says that Pilate was... What caused Pilate to sentence Jesus to death was he wanted to gratify the crowd. He wanted to please the crowd. He went along with the crowd against what he knew to be right. And this is a great stumbling block in human nature. Is being influenced by others, and particularly even a large crowd, to commit some evil. And this causes many people to stumble into evil and make uh, serious mistakes. So let's talk about not following the crowd and the problem of, and the temptation of, uh, and the trap of following the crowd. Pilate gives evidence here that he knew that Jesus was innocent. He tried to do some things to manipulate the situation to release Jesus with this custom they had to release a prisoner. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd 
and the crowd called for him to be crucified, and Pilate gave in to the crowd or others around him to do something he knew to be wrong, and yet he could not overcome that pressure that came from the crowd. And this caused him to sentence Jesus to death, a man he knew to be innocent, and to commit a, uh, a crime himself and to do something that was wrong because of the crowd. The Bible speaks about this uh, in other places in the Bible. Let's think about that, and then we're going to look at details of some dynamics of this choice that Pilate made that relate to us also. In the very beginning, we see these same dynamics. There wasn't a crowd because there wasn't a crowd yet. But with Adam and Eve, this same dynamic was at work. Where God had told Adam not to take the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam told Eve. <clears throat> and then one day, Satan comes to Eve in the form of a serpent and influences her to take the fruit. This is that dynamic. Somebody else, there's some influences from someone else or a crowd of people who come and try to influence others, someone to do evil, and it works a lot of the time. There's some weakness in the human nature that wants to be accepted by others Want, doesn't want to stand alone, and this weakness causes many, many people many times to do something they should not do because somebody else wants them to do that. And they do not want to be rejected. And therefore, they follow what the other person wants them to do or what the crowd wants them to do. That's what the dynamic was in the first sin. Uh, first with Eve, that she wanted to do what... Satan wanted her to do. She was deceived by the, the truths about it, uh, the lies about it, I should say. Um, but then she took the fruit, gave it to Adam, and then we really see that, 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 that dynamic there. God, uh, Adam knew what God had said. He knew that it was wrong, and yet his wife gave him the fruit, and he sought to, do, to follow her influence and to do what she wanted him to do rather than what he knew to be right and what God wanted him to do. The first sin happened that way. It came from Adam being influenced by his wife. And, and we see example after example in the Bible where this plays out, and so much so that if you look with me, look in the Old Testament, Exodus chapter 23, and see how God puts this into the law, the Old Testament law. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 1 uh, or verse 2, rather. <clears throat> Exodus 23, verse 2. You shall not follow a crowd to do evil, nor shall you testify in a dispute as to turn aside after many to pervert justice. So he says, he, he, he articulates this, the law articulates this to show how a uh, problem it is in human nature is that uh, to follow a crowd to do evil. And he says, do not do that. Do not follow a crowd to do evil. That 
when many people go a direction that there is a strong pull to an individual to go right along with them, even if it's evil. And many times with evil, Satan uses that dynamic with the crowd to try to pull others into it, and uh, that's his tactic. And it's a weakness in human nature that follows that and falls for that. And uh, God says through Moses, do not follow a crowd to do evil. And then he makes a specific application in a criminal justice situation. He says, uh, you shall not testify and, and try to turn aside after many to pervert justice. He's saying that many are saying, like in a court case, they're deciding, hey, this is, you know, this is where we want to go. Even if it's unjust, even if it's wrong. And it's, it says, don't follow the crowd to do an injustice, to pervert justice in a criminal situation. That dynamic can be uh, played out and has, no doubt, many times in the jury system, which is a good system and it's biblical. The uh, Bible says you're not to be convicted except at the mouth of two or three witnesses. That in a sense is a jury, uh, a, a panel of people. Uh, not just one, and they hear a, a case, and then they decide whether the person is innocent or guilty. And many times, as they deliberate, there can be those, and the majority may say, well, I think this person is innocent, or this person is guilty. But then there's individuals, other individuals who say, no, I don't agree with that. And there, there has no doubt been many times where there is, were clear cases of injustice happening, and it took somebody to stand up against that, uh, to say, no, that is unjust. That is wrong what you are doing. There have been many times where individuals have gone along with that. That's what the Bible's talking about here. It's a, it is a common, powerful dynamic of uh, pulling people into sin. Uh, we can go, let's go to the book of, of Proverbs and uh, see God speak there. Proverbs chapter 1, and he gives this same dynamic more on a personal, individual uh, level. In verse 10, he, uh, Solomon speaking to his son, says, My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, Come with us and let us lie in wait to shed blood, let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill all our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us and let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. And so Solomon instructs his son in this important area of life. And he does so right at the beginning here uh, as it's the context that this is a major trap in life. Solomon is helping his son with a major issue. And it's recorded here in Proverbs uh, to communicate this is a major pitfall in life, a major trap in life, is following the crowd to do evil. And here, it's more on a personal level, following friends to do evil. And Solomon warns his sons in such a wise way, uh, watch out for the influence of friends who will try to lead you into evil. And if they do that, they're really not your friend, but that is the dynamic many times in relationships that we have to face where another person, 
another, in a relationship, and it could be a friend, it could be family, uh, who try to pull us into something that's wrong, this is the dynamic that Pilate got caught up in. This is the dynamic of the trap of the crowd, the influence to follow evil from others. And, and uh, God has this in Proverbs to uh, be a model for fathers to warn their children, to teach their children these major lessons of life uh, in their early days, to, not, uh, to be on guard, to be on guard of the wrong influence of friends and to not listen to that. So let's go back to Mark 15 and, and, uh, and talk about Pilate. So this is the trap Pilate faced. And he followed that. He followed the crowd to do evil, to go against what was right. <clears throat> now let's talk about what, is the, what was the choice here and what were the dynamics that God has given to us. Pilate did the wrong thing and the obvious uh, right choice was he should have listened to uh, God in life and done what was right. He looked at what the crowd wanted and did what the crowd wanted. He wanted to gratify the crowd and he did that that was wrong. And that is the dynamic that we face is uh, between right and wrong. The basic issue in life is the decision between right and wrong and this decision between following God and following what is wrong. And in this dynamic, we need to... Uh, the answer is that we need to listen to God and what God wants us to do, first and foremost, rather than anyone else. God is on this side and the crowd, other people on this side, and we can either fear God or we can fear man, and that's the choice. That's the choice Pilate had. He could either fear God and done what was right, or he listened to people and he wanted to gratify the crowd and he feared man and he what was wrong and many so many times in life we're faced with this decision <clears throat> that we need to do what God wants us to do rather than what someone else wants us to do and what the world wants us to do that's wrong <clears throat> we need to remember God and we need to do what God wants us to do and how we know what God wants us to do of course is in his word and so we're following God in his word rather than what the world is doing, what the crowd is doing, or what others are doing. That is the mistake that Pilate made. And what a mistake it was. He uh, disobeyed God in a tremendous way, uh, in an awful way of committing a great injustice of executing an innocent man. And it was the law that was responsible to protect the right of an innocent person. And it was his job as the official, the Roman official, to carry that out, to faithfully execute that. And he failed terribly at that, wanting to gratify the crowd. Now I want to notice some dynamics that God gives to us and God gave them to Pilate here to help us in obeying him. God has given us some, you might call them tools, there are aids for us to follow him, 
that seek to pull us away from doing what's wrong. And we need to listen to these things that God has given to us as a way of helping us to listen to Him rather than to following the crowd. The first thing is, the first aid that God has given us in doing what is right, doing what He wants us to do, is the human conscience. God has put into us, we call it a conscience, that we instinctively know what is right and wrong. We call it the conscience. And God has put that in us, and it's an aid to help us to do what is right. That conscience was manifested in the garden with Adam and Eve when they sinned, and um, they knew they had done wrong, and they hid from God. That was their conscience telling them, hey, they had messed up. And their conscience was speaking to them before. They didn't listen. It was an aid God gave them, but they didn't listen to their conscience. They ignored their conscience in following then their feelings and following the context of Adam, following what Eve wanted him to do. God has given us a conscience to help us to do what is right. This is an aid God has given to us that we need to listen to and heed as a part of helping us do what he wants us to do. Pilate, you see, let's look at, look at this. Pilate wrestles with his conscience here. You see it. After he had initially questioned Jesus, then he begins to try to release him. Uh, we read it in this text where, uh, verse 10, it says, For he knew that the chief priests had handed him over because of envy. He saw that this was a setup, and he saw, and other Gospels record it, Mark does not hear, that Pilate spoke the words and says, I find no wrong in this man. This man's innocent. And he began to seek to try to release Jesus. He's wrestling with his own conscience. He knows that Jesus should be released, and he should not be crucified. His conscience is speaking to him, yet in the end, uh, Pilate ignored his conscience, and he listened to the crowd. It was more important to him what the crowd thought than his own conscience. But his conscience was speaking to him. God had given him that. He knew this was wrong. He knew what was right, but he ignored his conscience. He sort of tries to pacify his conscience. Uh, I believe it's in the Gospel of John, uh, where he has a bowl brought to him right before he pronounces Jesus to be crucified. And he washes his hands in front of them and says, I am free from the guilt of this innocent person. You see to it. He was trying to pacify his conscience. But that was an empty exercise. He was, it was uh, his authority to sentence Jesus or to release him. And he should have done what was right and... Um, he violated his own conscience in doing this. God has given us a conscience. And many times when we're faced with a, a situation of temptation, right and wrong, our conscience will speak to us. And we'll say, oh, we will know it's wrong. And we need to listen to our conscience that God has given to us. It's a part of it, what he's given to us to listen to do what he wants us to do. And it's something that we all have 
you see it manifested with young children uh, uh, where a child does something that's wrong. Say they, they hit uh, their brother or sister or hit a, uh, another child when they're playing and they will inevitably they will when they'll go and run and hide or uh, when they're gotten onto because that's their conscience. They know they've done something wrong even before they can explain it and tell you what it was they did wrong. They just know instinctively it's wrong to hit somebody else. That's their conscience. We all have it and uh, we need to listen to our conscience. Pilate did not listen to his conscience and we need to learn from his mistake and we need to listen to our conscience to guide us that will speak to us and guide us in what is right. <clears throat> so human conscience is the first aid that God has given to us. The second is that God gives us uh, voices that, of wise counsel to guide us in the right way, to speak to us of what is right. And many times God does this. And we get counsel from somebody. Pilate got that. <clears throat> he got that from his wife. I looked that up. Uh, I mentioned that last time. Didn't remember which gospel it was in. It was in the gospel of Matthew. And uh, let me turn over there and read that. While Pilate is wrestling with his conscience and he's trying to figure out how to release Jesus, it says that... Um, In verse 19 of chapter 27, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. And so while Pilate is wrestling with all this, he gets wise counsel from someone else, his wife, and says, I had a dream because of this man. He is innocent. He is just. Have nothing to do with this. This is a setup. This is a, uh, this is a crime. Don't sentence this man to death. Pilate gets that word from somebody else. That's wise counsel. This was from God. God was giving Pilate help to do what was right. And again, it shows, uh, shows the depravity of human nature that with all of this that God did for Pilate, Pilate still made the a terrible mistake. And many times in our life, God will bring wise counsel. It may come in the, from a, a mate. It may come from a friend. It may come from a message. It may come from a pastor in a church. Those are all things God has set up. He uses human instruments to be his, uh, his spokesman uh, to speak what is right. And uh, God will use, use many people and he, he, he will give us wise counsel. We need to listen to that. That's the point here. Pilate did not listen to what his wife shared with him. Uh, he just went with the crowd in the end. He sided with the crowd and we need to... Um, Watch for wise counsel that God gives us in situations and take, that, take heed to it. It's God helping us to do what is right and helping us not to make the mistake that Pilate, a similar mistake like Pilate made. God will give the aid of wise counsel. 
A third, third thing we see also here in this situation is God gives the, uh, the aid of the law. God puts into the law system a statement of right and wrong. And in the major areas, God uses the law. He's instituted the government to formulate laws to guide what is, to guard and to shape what is right and wrong. And is a basic, the basic law of life is the uh, sanctity of life the protection of life. And the chief uh, function of government is to protect innocent life. The chief freedom that we have is the right to life. Because you lose your life and you've lost all of the freedoms. It's the fundamental freedom. And the chief uh, function of government is to protect life. And Pilate was in this that situation and he knew Jesus was innocent and he should have freed him, but he did not. And again, we start saying, well, what if he'd have freed him? Then how would he have gone to the cross? Well, it would have happened another way, but Pilate would have delivered his own self. It would have happened. But uh, Pilate, uh, it would have been, Pilate should have accepted. Uh, uh, stepped out of the situation and not participated in it. But he could not do that. God has given us the law, too. We have the law. We have the law of God, and then that's the basis of our criminal law. It guides us to say, you cannot murder. Here was, that, here was the law right here. Jesus was innocent to kill him. Uh, to crucify him would have been murder, was murder, and Pilate was guilty of murder. He became guilty of murder, and that uh, was a perversion of justice uh, that he committed, and betraying his uh, responsibility of his position. And we have the law that guides us, and it's a restraint. Uh, and we need to listen to it. And the law says that you're not only not to kill somebody, you're not to assault somebody, you're not to hit somebody. It's a violation of law. And law, the law is good that God has set up in the world. It is a restraint. It is a, an aid for us to do what is right. Pilate ignored that here. And uh, we need to be on guard that we don't ignore the law um, in that would restrain us from making a terrible mistake. And so God has given us these aids, but chiefly it comes down to the fundamental issue that we're to listen to God and His Word above other people and above even the crowd, above all the world. We're to follow what God says, what God wants us to do, rather than all else. And I believe Satan really uses this dynamic of a crowd, of the majority, to try to force others, the other individuals, the minority, into submission to follow evil. We saw that dynamic through COVID. 
you see that in the book of Revelation, and it will, that's how everything will end, where the Antichrist will set up a dominant system and try to force everyone and say, you must do what everyone else is doing, you must do what I want you to do, or you uh, cannot buy anything, you cannot sell anything, and uh, you cannot live. Tries to force everyone to follow his dictates, and then the crowd will all be a pressure for everyone else to conform. And it will be very successful in the, in the, to the extent that most of the world will follow the Antichrist, the Bible says. Most will conform. Most will fall in to the crowd. To the tune that Jesus even says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Indicating it will be a small minority who will hold to the truth. Along that line, he, he said that um, in that time, because lawless, lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Satan tries to use this dynamic of the crowd to make it hard for individuals to stand up, to stand alone. Pilate was in that situation, but Pilate should have. It would have been good for Pilate if he had stood up and said, no, I'm not going to do this. It would have been walking away. He could have been ridiculed. He, could have, he would have lost his job. Absolutely, he would have probably lost his job. But it all would have been better for him if he had lost all of that and yet chosen to follow God. That's the lesson for us in Pilate. It is better for us to stand alone and lose any, everything else in the world, to forsake all, and to follow Jesus in His Word than follow the crowd and make a mistake. And may God help us remember Pilate in this, in these words, that he sought to gratify the crowd and he made a terrible mistake the next time we're in that situation in a temptation and there's a large crowd and we'll remember the mistake Pilate made and it'll strengthen us to stand alone and do what is right even against a crowd <clears throat> and not let that dynamic work for Satan uses it uh, many many times in his work many times God's servants have had to stand alone and God has done his work through those who have stood alone. Well, let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for these uh, lessons and truths, powerful truths from the mistake of Pilate. And uh, I pray that you would give us strength over this powerful trap in the world, that of following the crowd, wanting to be accepted by the crowd, wanting to be pleasing to others and to go against you and our conscience and your word and the law even times. Help us to stand for you and what is right, even if we have to stand alone. Give us power over the dynamic of the crowd and to see you uh, bigger and uh, more important and greater than any crowd in 
the world. So help us to follow you and to forsake all others to serve you and to do what is right as we wait for you to return and to set up your kingdom on the earth where then we'll be in the majority. Thank you for your salvation and uh, for going to the cross for us that we can be redeemed out of our weakness, out of our sinfulness to serve you and to do what is right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.